0: Welcome to Garbage and Gold, the podcast that is tremendously trustworthy, troublingly tricky, and traumatically trivial.
1: <laughs> traumatically trivial was my favorite. I'm Lisa. And I am Lindsay. This is the podcast where we deliberate the best and the worst of a topic, and you, dear listeners, get to decide who you think is Right.
0: We will give you more information about how you can do that at the end of the show. Let's hit
1: the recap and poll results from graduation before we get into our topic for this week.
0: Lisa, the poll results are in (laughs) for our graduation episode. Yeah. Um, So in the garbage showdown between my garbage of the speakers Mm. and your garbage of like the ratio of meaningfulness to non-meaningfulness. Yes, 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 yes. You do win. Yeah. Okay. And then in the gold showdown uh, between my gold of the party... And your gold of the um, like getting to tell someone how great they are, you do win also. So Ah! it's a Lisa sweep. Lisa knows what is up about graduation.
1: (laughs) Wow. I am surprised. Okay. I think that's all the things. So now let's get on to the show. Lindsay, this week you have again graced us with the research and our topic, which I'm really Mm -hmm. excited about, is late night talk show hosts. And we're Mm -hmm. doing current, like for our garbage and gold, we're doing current talk show hosts. But I bet you have some background of the talk show host history that you'd like to share with us before we get started. I do. Perfect. Lisa, I would
0: like you to know that my research today comes from the lovely site Wikipedia. Thank Wikipedia, you, crowdsourcing. If you don't know the facts, you might find them there. That's their tagline.
1: <laughs> if not, it should be.
0: And in typical Lindsay does research fashion, there is one fact in my research that is incorrect, Lisa and listeners. It is up to you to figure out. Where I am being less than truthful. I'm going to figure
1: it out. I swear. I have to figure it out one time. <laughs> <laughs> this is Just when once. we are traumatically tricky. It's, it's <laughs> traumatic for you as it I trick you.
0: Late night talk shows had their beginnings in the early variety shows on radio. Mm-hmm. And then when the television format came into being in like the 50s, um, they especially patterned these late night shows after Bob Hope's Pepsodent radio show. Um, so Bob Hope had kind of this like political observational comedy thing. And so they used that as the format for a television show. Hmm. Yes. So some early television variety shows included the Ed Sullivan Show, mm-hmm. um, which was on CBS on Sunday nights from 1948 to 1971. And was hosted by, this wow. might be shocking to you, Ed Sullivan. Um, they sh- would air these shows like once a week. So Milton Burl had one, Ed Sullivan, but once a week they would have these kind of oh, variety okay. shows on television. Okay. And they would be in the evening during prime time TV mm-hmm. time. So like sure. hmm, the first show to air in a late night time slot itself. So late night would be like after the 10 p.m. news. basically.
1: Sure. Yeah. So if- the
0: first version of the kind of late night Talk show, TV shows that we are used to Mm -hmm. was the Tonight Show, Mm -hmm. or that's kind of the, the, the big one. But it started as Tonight starring Steve Allen and it debuted in 1954 on NBC. And so the show created many of the modern talk show staples, including the opening monologue, celebrity interviews, audience participation, comedy bits, and musical performances. Mm-hmm. That show was renamed Tonight, starring Jack Parr in 1957 when Jack Parr took over hosting. Jack Parr permanently left the show in 1962, citing the reason that he could not handle the workload of The Tonight Show. Hmm. And so at that time, in 1962, it was 105 minutes every day. I was gonna ask if it
1: was daily. Yeah, that is. I mean,
0: that's a lot. Yeah. So then a a person maybe you've heard of, a guy named Johnny Carson, took over Mm -hmm. as the host of The Tonight Show in 1962, and he streamlined the format of the show, focusing more on entertainment personalities, tweaking the monologue to include shorter jokes and emphasizing sketch comedy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: By the 60s, NBC had cornered the market for late night television, and it would go on to dominate the ratings for several decades. Yeah. During his tenure as the host of The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson became known as the king of late night. And while numerous hosts tried to compete with him, no one was ever successful in drawing the same viewers as Johnny. Johnny Carson was also very, very tired from the workload. Yeah. so <laughs> yeah. He was producing 525 minutes of uh, like show a week. Yeah. So The Tonight Show was shortened to 60 minutes mm-hmm. in 1980, and Johnny was given 15 weeks of vacation a year. Oh, that's nice. And because he really didn't have any competition, Johnny Carson was free to take time off. So by 1980, not only was he getting 15 weeks of vacation, he was only hosting three new shows a week. Hmm. And he would invite guest hosts to host the other nights where they would do a best of. And so Joan Rivers was one of those guest hosts and she became the permanent guest host for three years in the 80s until she saw a memo that was leaked that listed Johnny Carson's possible successors if he would retire. And she was not as high on the list as she wanted to be. In 1986, Joan Rivers joined the brand new Fox network, where she would host her own late night talk show, The Late Show, which Mm -hmm. competed directly against The Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. The Late Show was not successful. She Mm -hmm. was fired within the year, but The Late Show then became The Arsenio Hall Show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Johnny Carson retired as the host of The Tonight Show in 1992, following 30 years as the host. This garnered much media attention and speculation on who would replace Carson. The top two candidates were David Letterman, who was hosting Late Night, the show that came after The Tonight Show, Mm -hmm. and had been since 1982, and Jay Leno, who was Johnny Carson's regular guest host since 1987. Leno was eventually chosen, Mm -hmm. forcing... Letterman to leave NBC to go to CBS to create The Late Show with David Letterman in 1993 in direct competition to The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. Letterman was replaced by a newcomer named Conan O'Brien as the host of Late Night. ABC finally re-entered the late night comedy fray in 1997. So NBC has been the like chief late night. CBS right. brought in David Letterman. Uh, so then ABC finally in 1997 starts Politically Incorrect with Bill Maurer. Is that mm-hmm. how you say it? Mar. Mar, There it is. Mm-hmm. And unlike traditional late night talk shows, Politically Incorrect was a half hour in length, featured a panel of four guests debating topical issues. Politically Incorrect did eventually become Jimmy Kimmel Live. Okay. But yep. late night TV shows have not been without their controversies. Ooh, no, they're Beyond have. the Joan Rivers issue in the 80s, the decision to give Leno the Tonight Show in 1992, after Johnny Carson retired, was not a pleasant or popular choice. Right with uh, really anyone, and Letterman right. left the network, and he never really got over it.
1: No, he did not. He held uh, a grudge. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Then in
0: 2009, Conan O'Brien had been promised The Tonight Show for a number of years, so when Jay Leno retired in 2009, when Conan took over The Tonight Show as promised... The ratings were not great, and so NBC made the decision to move Leno's new daily primetime show, which was also not doing well in its primetime slot, into the late night slot, moving The Tonight Show to start after midnight on the East Coast. This led to Conan leaving the network, Mm -hmm. saying it was not okay for them to move this traditional show to a different
1: time slot. To accommodate Leno, like what on I earth? I can't. I anyway, yes, I'm. I'm. I will also hold a grudge forever. So anyway, <laughs> I know. Uh,
0: the only good thing of this controversy, it did lead to my favorite incarnation of Conan, which is the bitter and cutting version of Conan. Oh, uh, there is a documentary man. of him on his like stand up tour after all this happens, and yeah, I've never been happier. Yeah. I've never been happier. He was so angry and
1: rightfully so. Absolutely, but he just definitely wasn't made it work. For a I mean, for comedy, like it was all so sincere and raw and awful. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it must have been very like cathartic for him to be able to like process it all the time that way. Yeah. But it's still really funny. It also
0: led to one of my favorite Letterman moments, which is uh, Jay Leno was quoted as saying no one should blame Conan for any of this. Mm. Uh, To which Letterman's response was, oh, don't worry. Nobody is blaming Conan for this, it's fantastic. You should look it up.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, the
0: market for late night shows has been flooded in recent years uh, sure with Comedy has. Central's The Daily Show and Colbert Report, TBS's Lopez Tonight, and then they eventually signed Conan.
1: Uh-huh. ABC
0: has Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, NBC has Last Call with Carson Daly, which recently was replaced with A Little Late with Lily Singh. Mm-hmm. So, Lisa, yeah.
1: that is the research. What in
0: those facts was incorrect?
1: Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go back and I'm going to say the Tonight Show lore, because uh, it was Steve Allen, Jack Parr, and then Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I don't know specifically, but I'm going to say some sort of date detail in there is incorrect.
0: Is not. No. But you're so close.
1: Am I? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, Joan Rivers was not on the list of the top ten oh, couple to replace no. Johnny Carson. Oh, no. Which is why she left mad.
1: Yeah. Not great, NBC. Not great. Not not a good look. No. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Speaking of not a good look, Lindsay, who is, of all of the late night talk show mm-hmm. hosts, who is your least favorite? Who is your garbage <sighs> late night talk show host? So, Lisa, this is
0: going to be controversial, and I know it's going to okay. be controversial. I do okay. have a couple honorable mentions to begin with. Um, one of them is Lily Singh. Yeah, she would be my gold, or she would be my garbage, but feminism. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she can settle into it.
1: Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's
0: just too early. Late night TV is not YouTube, and so right. like you gotta. Right. it's
1: not the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. you gotta find mm-hmm. the the thing. Mm-hmm. But my garbage choice mm-hmm. is Stephen Colbert. Oh. Okay. Now, I want to be very clear from the beginning. This is not about Stephen Colbert as a person. Okay. I think he is a gem of a human being. Yeah. Stephen started out as an improviser, actor, and writer. He's been married to his wife for 27 years. He is mm-hmm. the father of three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He did an amazing interview in the last, like, six months with Anderson Cooper, after Anderson Cooper's mom died, where they talked about grief. And, like, mm-hmm. I want Stephen Colbert to, like, teach life classes. Yeah. Yeah you know like i want him to have like a youtube series where he just teaches you how to like handle horrible things that happen in life yeah Mm -hmm. because it was it was beautifully done and he's incredibly eloquent yes his americone dream flavor of ben and jerry's is the best
1: it's so so good good. it's It's like surprisingly good it feels like it's going to be too simple but it is not it is so good
0: okay it is it is delicious So Stephen Colbert really got his kind of open into show business as a daily show correspondent for Jon Stewart's Daily Show. Right. And he came on there as a correspondent playing a character. Um, And that character Mm -hmm. Stephen called a fool who has spent a lot of his life playing not the fool. One who was able to cover Mm -hmm. it at least well enough to deal with the subjects that he deals with. And so we had reoccurring segments where he would basically be like people would kind of push him until you realize he didn't know. He didn't yeah. know anything, that he's a yeah. fool. Like, he mm-hmm. comes across very pompous and yeah. arrogant. And then, mm-hmm. and still is the whole time as you realize he's just, frankly, an idiot. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So then, uh that caricature character that he was playing was so popular that he got his own spinoff show called The Colbert Rapport. Mm-hmm. Not report. Right. Rapport. Yes. Um, which ran on Comedy Central from 2005 to 2014. Mm-hmm. And it was a parody of kind of these late night personality driven political opinion shows mm-hmm. um, like The O'Reilly Factor. And so on <laughs> yes. The Colbert Report, Stephen continues that character from The Daily Show. He plays this kind of caricatured version of conservative political pundits. Right. It was announced in 2014 when David Letterman announced his retirement that Stephen Colbert would be taking over The Late Show in September of 2015. So The Late Show has been incredibly popular. It has Mm -hmm. shifted what uh, Letterman was doing to be a bit more political. Uh, Mm -hmm. Stephen is a more political comedian. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't really done much to change the basic formula of a late night chat show. It starts with a monologue. It has one to two chat guests, celebrity guests. And then there's often a musical guest. Why is Stephen Colbert my garbage host? Yeah. This is where it gets controversial. Okay. First of all, taking over Letterman's time slot is not good for anyone. (laughs) Like, it's just not good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Letterman wasn't doing anything new. He wasn't doing anything innovative. He wasn't even top in the ratings. Right. But that theater and that time slot and that show are iconically Letterman's. So that's the first one. Also, this was the time to get a female late night host in place. Yeah. This was the moment like it's happened since then. But 2014, that 2014, 2015, that was the time to bring in a female chat show host who could have done this. The other and this is a silly one, but it's also very true. The clips of the show on YouTube, because I don't watch late night TV live. I always watch the highlights later. The YouTube clips of the late show are too long. They are mm. at least over five minutes and oftentimes closer to ten minutes, oh, and that no. is not what we're doing here. That's no, not. No, that's not good. I want the funny Jake Gyllenhaal story, and then I want to yeah. move on. Yeah. Also, I don't love Stephen Colbert's interview style. Okay. It it was amazing on the Colbert Report. Yes, but sometimes he gets oddly self focused on the Late Show, and it yeah. can be really off putting. Of like, I didn't come here to watch you. It yeah. brings me to my last thing, and yeah. that is the Colbert Report was so good, and yeah. we spent a decade getting used to Stephen Colbert as a yeah. character, and, right. and it was so iconic and so part of our culture, yeah. and so the U-turn to the real Stephen Colbert yeah. with his real personality yeah. hosting a show that's kind of similar right. was right. Like right. too jarring. Yeah, and that's why it's garbage. Is like, okay, okay. W- I want to watch Stephen Colbert from the Colbert Report. I yes, and because I love him and I yeah. miss him.
1: Yeah, I liked that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, like, the real Stephen Colbert is an incredible person. But yes. w- if I'm gonna watch a TV show, I want to watch the Colbert Report, mm-hmm. Stephen, and not this yeah. guy. Fair enough. And, and he didn't take a break. It's not like he, there was like a three year gap where everyone's like, what happened to Stephen Colbert? No. And then it's like, hey, I'm a normal person. I'm hosting the show. It's like, I'm going to leave Comedy Central and go straight to CBS. It's like, yeah. I, I it's too much. It's too jarring. It's too whiplashy.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So that is that is my garbage. Okay. Lisa. Yeah. Who is your garbage
1: late night host? <sighs> Well, you have mentioned him already, so that makes Ooh. me happy. Um, my garbage late-night TV host is Bill Maher. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Tell so, me more. a little background on his show, and then we'll get into the person. So, Bill Maher uh, is part of the Real Time with Bill Maher talk show, airs weekly on HBO, and it's hosted by him, who is a comedian and political um, satirist. And, like, his other series, Politically Incorrect on Comedy Central, which you mentioned. And later, Real Time, uh, which was on ABC, it has a panel of guests who discuss current events in politics and the media. And unlike the previous shows, the guests that he has on Real Time with Bill Maher are usually better versed in the subject matter, like uh, journalists, professors, politicians, and, and there's not as many actors and celebrities unless they happen to right. be well-versed on the topics that are there. In addition, there's a 10 to 15-minute overtime segment which follows the show on YouTube, which answers questions posted by viewers through HBO's online website for the show so basically there's like the overtime we can go on youtube and it's like a live stream where there's like questions answered afterwards which i think is a, a really cool thing Adminity, i think that's cool right. uh it's 18th season premiered on january 19th 2020 uh mar has been a critic of the obama administration the bush administration and the trump administration so i do appreciate his takes on that because he's not particularly biased based on party politics and his right. panel attempts to provide a diverse set of views so it usually has a liberal commentator a conservative commentator and then the third individual who doesn't really have a clear ideological label and that person can sometimes be actor comedian musician whatever so that's the show let's talk about the host william marr was born in 1956 and he's known for his political satire and socio-political commentary he targets many topics including religion political correctness and the mass media His critical views of religion were the basis for the 2008 documentary film Religulous. He's a supporter of animal rights. He's served on the board of PETA since 1997, which is disturbing for me, and is an advisory board member of Project Reason. 2005, he ranked at number 38 on Comedy Central's 100 Greatest Stand-Up Comedians of All Time. He received a Hollywood Walk of Fame star in 2010, of which Seth MacFarlane spoke. So that's a pretty good indicator of how I'm going to feel about Bill Maher. Uh Uh-oh. He refers to himself as practical versus liberal, conservative, moderate, etc. And in the past, he has described himself as a libertarian and has also described himself as a progressive, as a sane person. Side Mm. note, all of my research is coming from Wikipedia today, too. So we'll just put that in there. All right. So. Why is Mar my garbage late night TV show host? I think I find him the least enjoyable. So when I look at the list of all the late night talk show hosts, he was like, he's the one that I find off putting because he's yes. smarmy and he just like drips of superiority. So like when he says, mm-hmm. I'm not I, like, he refers to himself as a progressive, as a sane person. The, what he's not saying is, if you are not these things, you're crazy. So it's right. just like this really smarmy, unpleasant way to, to deal with things. Also, second thing, I'm not watching late night talk shows for intense political discussion. I think that discussing politics is important. But I don't want an entire late-night show on that. It's mentally exhausting, and the world is awful enough as it is. Like, I don't need to be immersed in that before I go to bed. No one is doing better with that. And I agree with him on a lot of things, but we disagree on a lot of hard issues, too. Like, he says things to be intentionally inflammatory. And while I do think he's being sincere, he's also doing it in a way that just has this sharp edge to it and is just intentionally unpleasant. And I just—I don't like that. And finally— Finally, you can basically get all the good things about the show just by watching the next show in the lineup, which is last week tonight with John Oliver. So why yes. would you watch this one when the one right after is a million times better? Like, why? Why would you even watch this knowing last week tonight is coming up? Why? Why? There's no point. And John Oliver pulls off the
0: maybe a little bit smarmy, but not to the level.
1: Right. Like John
0: Oliver's likable and Bill Maher is not. so
1: likable. I think part of it probably is the accent, and I know that's yep. so stupid, but I really do think that's part of it. It softens it a little bit, um, but I also think that Oliver has a playfulness about him, yes. whereas Mar takes himself so seriously. There's just nothing about him that I'm like, ah, I find even remotely likable for watching. Just yeah. none of it. I agree. So yeah, that's why he's my garbage. <laughs> okay, so we have a lot of garbage, obviously. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, who is your gold... <laughs> Who is your gold, your favorite of the late night talk show hosts, which I, I imagine it's going to be pretty hard for you because I know how you love the late night talk show circuit. So I do
0: love a late night talk show circuit. Um, yeah. Uh, honorable mention to John Oliver. I do love John Oliver. Um, A mm-hmm. huge honorable mention to mm-hmm. Seth Meyers. He was almost my gold. I think he is the best mm-hmm. interviewer on late night television. He's really good. And his day drinking series where he takes Kelly Clarkson and Rihanna day drinking and the Jones <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. I love it. Um, And then, obviously, Letterman, who's no longer on air. And then Graham Norton. I love also. Graham Norton so much. I love Graham Norton. And so yeah. that really ties into my gold choice, because my gold okay. choice is James Corden. Okay. Okay. So James Kimberly Corden... Yes. Was born in 1978. He is an English (laughs) actor, comedian, writer, and television host. Uh He's been hosting The Late Late Show with James Corden since 2015. 2011, Corden played the lead part in the comedy play One Man, Two Governors, uh, which then he came along with when it came to Broadway in the States, and he ended Mm -hmm. up winning a Tony Award for Best Actor in a Play. James is known as kind of a Mm multi-talented kind of person, so Mm -hmm. he can do Broadway musicals, he's done movie musicals, he was in Into the Woods and Mm -hmm. Cats, but let's just focus on Into the Woods.
1: Let's do that. He's
0: appeared on panel shows... He's kind of this guy who's just around a yes. lot. In 2015, when James Corden got to the late late show, I think for a lot of British people they're like, oh good, because he can be oversaturated, mm-hmm. maybe, would mm-hmm. be a good a good sure. um, way of looking at that. Like he was just kind of everywhere because he can right. do everything. Right. And so then so it's they just like, kept
1: tapping him for it. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. go go away. So <clears throat>
0: It, his version of The Late Late Show uh, debuted in 2015 it is routinely beat by Seth Meyers and his late nights. Mm. Um, but the thing that James Corden brings to The Late Late Show is he is consistently producing videos that go viral the next yes. day. There are so many reasons why I think James Corden is gold. First of all, Reggie Watts is his band leader. Mm -hmm. And he is involved in the show in a way that is so beautiful, Mm -hmm. like because they throw to Reggie and Reggie himself is not only a musician, but also a comedian. Mm -hmm. And so he's able to kind of play a part in the show. Mm -hmm. Every show he has a question for the guests and it's always weird and bizarre and off the wall and, and great. Also, another reason why it's gold is that James took what they tend to do for chat shows in Britain over here in that all of the chat guests, Come out together and sit on the couch together. Yeah. And so what that does is it feels, again, way more like a conversation. And then that, like, I think it's trickier, though, because you have to try to figure out what stories can relate between, like, sometimes four of them, you know, between James Uh and the three guests. There's, like, a higher possibility of chaos, so it feels a little bit more dangerous. Uh And for for a celebrity who's maybe a little bit shyer, Mm -hmm. to have someone else on the couch at the same time, they tend Mm -hmm. to be a bit more relaxed than they are on other shows.
1: Right, so. absolutely. So
0: another reason why it's gold, there's the chats, there's the, the the monologue and the chats, but there's also a ton of games and mm-hmm. it becomes a little bit more game showy in mm-hmm. the middle with the audience. There's mm-hmm. skits, there's silly things that are constantly happening and so it feels like a variety show and a game show and a chat show and it's got all of these elements mm-hmm. in it. Several times he's had takeovers where he'll have the musical guest feature on every episode of the week and so like Harry ah. Styles it was like Harry Styles week and so Carrie performed a couple times and was in some skits and was interviewed one night and like carried through the week. He has reoccurring segments that I think are possibly the best. And these Mm. are the things that go viral. So he has the reoccurring segment of Carpool Karaoke, where James and a artist drive, drive him to work and they sing the artist's songs. And it's Mm -hmm. such a like relaxed setting that a lot of times the artists are telling these fun mm-hmm. stories or like at one point James pulls over and wrestles Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers in someone's front yard. I like, love it. Just does it or of he's course. with I think it's Usher's episode where they like help someone who's having car trouble push their oh. car out of the street. Like it's uh-huh. just these kind of like cool fun human mm-hmm. moments. Um, So I love Carpool Karaoke. There's also Drop the Mic where mm. celebrities do like a rap battle. Mm-hmm. There's take a break where James goes to places and takes over for a person who's working. So he's done it like at a hotel or all these things and he just creates chaos yeah. for the entire time he's there. <laughs> yes. Of um,
1: course. He
0: also does crosswalk the musical where he and a group of people <laughs> will do. Um, a musical in the crosswalk while the the light is red. And so yeah. oh my God, great. he also does the bold and the lyrical, which is he <laughs> and the guests do a skit, but they can only speak in lyrics from a certain artist. I love it. So so here, this is the thing. James Corden has taken this basic chat show formula. Mm -hmm. He's made it into something different. And he's even said he couldn't believe he got this opportunity and he wanted to try to do it differently. He also seems to be the first late night host to really take YouTube and streaming into great consideration. Because Mm -hmm. I will say his show feels almost like it's made to be consumed in little bits. Yes. And I mean that with all the love in my Correct, heart because correct, correct, yeah. it's perfect for that. He plays games with celebrities. He also plays games with the audience. Um, mm-hmm. He surprises staffers. Like, he can be a really controversial person. Like, some people really hate him and think he's pompous. But mm. I think the thing that he does really, really well is he's able to play with who he is during the show. So unlike right. Stephen Colbert, who the Colbert Report was a character... And right. not the real thing. James is able to be the real thing. But then in skits and in like these bits that yeah. he does, he starts to play the diva or the put upon person. And so like, yes, he's able to kind of shapeshift enough mm-hmm. that he can be himself and serious. Right. But he can also be like a funny character. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he knows what this is. Like, in the yes. way that early Conan on Late Night knew what yes. that was, too. Yes. After a stupid thing that was ridiculous and dumb, he'll be like, We'll see you at the Emmys. Yeah. It's like, yes. We're not going to see you at the Emmys for this. But like, he, has <laughs> right. this, he has this ability to know who he is and what yes. he does. It's so great. Right. He's just done it differently. Yeah. He's, he's just done it differently and yet not so different that we're like, wait, what is this? But it's like, I'm going to take this thing that you all love and I'm going to yep. just keep flipping it around and keep trying dumb things. That was my gold. Lisa, what is, yeah. who is your gold? I keep
1: saying what is your gold. <laughs> who
0: is your gold late night host?
1: I do have a couple honorable mentions. I also am going to honorable mention John Oliver because Mm -hmm. I just really, again, I don't love political stuff as far as late night goes, but he is a great way for me to get caught up without feeling like I want to burn everything down. So that's great. Um, Conan again because of what his show was and then yeah like all the the things that he went through then to come back on TBS and how he, how he kind of had that chip on his shoulder because it worked for him but also it was real and all the things and I will say I have an honorable mention to um, Stephen Colbert because he's a nerd and I love that about him. So my gold is also a Tonight Show host. It is Jimmy Fallon. Mmm. Mm-hmm. So you've already given us a little bit of history on The Tonight Show, so I won't go too deep into it. But uh, he started his Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon on February 17th, 2014. He's the sixth host. It's been nominated for nine primetime Emmys, winning two. And he, Jimmy himself is a former cast member from 98 to 2004 on Saturday Night Live, And then, like you said, he was appointed as the third host of Late Night by executive producer Lorne Michaels when O'Brien moved to The Tonight Show, which was only like a little over a year. Um, And something I really do appreciate in all of the things with The Tonight Show and all the things that happened with that is Jimmy was so clearly uncomfortable about all the things that happened because it was... Yeah, it was so stupid because it was Conan and then Jimmy. And then it was like, oh, we're bringing Leno back. So then it was Leno, Conan, Jimmy. And so Jimmy's at like, I don't know what, 3 a.m., whatever the heck. And he's just like, okay, because he's so amped to have a show right but then when everything got moved around and Conan quit and then they brought Jimmy like how he handled all of that professionally and publicly was just incredible how he handled it with Conan and was just really well spoken about all the things so he also has incorporated the internet much more than other talk shows and between Mm -hmm. his own musical sensibilities and the recruitment of his house band the hip hop collective The Roots who I adore and I saw it First Ave once and they were amazing his incarnation of Late Night evolved into the most deeply musical of TV's musical comedy variety programs with sketches in which he parodies Neil Young and Bruce Springsteen which go viral online. So he does have some of those sketches, but he is pretty musically focused as far as his stuff. So so again, after all the controversy and Fallon took it admittedly took a while to kind of find his footing because again, I think so much happened and it was so uncomfortable and it was so weird and he wasn't expecting any of it. He's suddenly in the Tonight Show like Hot Seat his former castmate Tina Fey said that the tonight show established itself as an uncommonly warm, welcoming show, which I think mm-hmm. has been and continues to be today. Um she also complimented Oh no, in New York so a magazine complimented Fallon's good humor and noted his improvements because he had the relative safely safety of his 12:35 a.m. Eastern Standard Time slot. He was cultivating a distinct and refreshing strain of humor then that he just kind of brought with him when he went to the Tonight Show. So he didn't change a whole lot, but they refer to it as the comedy of unabashed celebration. And like that is exactly what Mm -hmm. is happening. So I will get back to that in a moment as one of the reasons why it's gold. But we're going to talk just a little, little titch about Jimmy Fallon real quick. His full name is James Thomas Fallon. He was born in 74 and he was commissioned to join NBC's Saturday Night Live as a cast member in 1998, fulfilling a lifelong dream. And if you read about him at all, you can see like his whole dream was to be on SNL. Like he did not have relationships he did not have anything all he wanted to do was be on snl and then he was on there for six years then he co-hosted weekend update and he became a celebrity in the process and he left uh to do some movies such as taxi and fever pitch which we have talked about before <laughs> he also has a golden retriever named gary frick which makes me who's real female happy. Yes, yes and has been on the show yes. i am obsessed he found gary on the show Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he adopted Gary from the show. Oh, my God. Why Jimmy Fallon is gold. He has so much fun, and that Mm -hmm. is what I'm here for. The unabashed celebration is just like he is still, and I think he's pretty open about that, too. He's still living in this, like, I cannot believe I'm hosting the Tonight Show mentality. Like, it's just right there. Because he grew from a clearly uncomfortable position and made it into his own. And like I said before, heavy is the head that wears the crown, like to come after all that tonight show controversy and then be like, Oh, you've been doing a talk show at 2 AM for a year. Here's the tonight show. I'm sure he was like, Oh my, but he like, again, there was a rough patch in the beginning, but yeah. I really feel like he settled with that. And the roots as his house band, like, come on. Like, like, anything musical with them is just so cool it's so and it's cool so fun because they are so cool and yeah. they
0: are also super fun and like mm. they make all the musical stuff better and like sometimes even just a cut over to the roots that as they're yes. watching this like go down
1: yeah is so it's so good and- And I think that was a big selling point for me to be like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna give this a try because he got the roots to be his house band, and they are like personality wise, they're all very fun. But then yeah, so when they do stuff like any of their classroom instrument like remixes they do, it's just so cool. Like to have a bunch of seriously talented musicians together doing stuff is just it's fun. Um, He does have fun sketches that go viral frequently. Lip sync battle started there, and now it's like its own. It didn't start there. What? Where did it start?
0: Uh, it was created by John Krasinski and Steven Merchant and Emily Blunt, and oh. then they were
1: talking about it
0: on Jimmy's show and did it oh, live on I Jimmy's see. show.
1: Oh, so it happened on the Tonight Show. Yes, and then but it they, spun they, they out would for do me. it at parties. Oh my god, I love it.
0: And then they, and then I think John mentioned it on the show, and I.
1: Then- yeah so that's how that all happened i love it i love it yeah so that spun off into its own show Mm -hmm. um but also finally my final reason why jimmy is gold i have a million but this is the one i'll end with is that he is proof socially awkward people can be successful and charming and wonderful because he's so genuine and so sincere and he doesn't put on a front like if he's excited to see a guest he is like excited about it yeah. and it's just so but it's still like got that professionalism in there because he's like I want to ask you about this and I'm just I'm so in awe of how talented you are whatever and yeah. it doesn't matter what level celebrity they are because he's still just like I can't believe I'm here like it's yes. just it's yeah. so great so I just I love
0: when he I love when he finds out that Nicole Kidman wanted to date him oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite because it's so awkward and so uncomfortable because he still didn't know and he yes. was like wait what <laughs> And then and then the recovery where he's like I can't believe I dated Nicole Kidman and she's like you didn't. It's so funny.
1: <laughs> he's so great. There's that balance of like monologue, games, you know, whatever. So it keeps it like a variety show feel versus just like, I'm gonna sit and listen to someone talk this whole time. If it's gonna be an hour right. long, I need something besides talking. I need some interaction. I think we can credit Jimmy for bringing in the game element to American mm-hmm. chat shows. I think it was happening in,
0: in Britain to some level.
1: For sure it was. For sure. But,
0: like, really, James Corden is riding in the wake of that because, yeah. you know, Jimmy, even just doing, like, Pictionary with guests or you yeah. know charades with guests, that was hugely yeah. different and odd. And it is. It's really good. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Lindsay. So hit us with the recap and tell our listeners how they can vote for us this week.
0: You all can go and vote for our garbage choices. My garbage choice of Stephen Colbert and Lisa's garbage choice of Bill. Oh, I forgot how to Mar. say his name. Mar. Mm-hmm. Using the hashtags <laughs> Lindsay Garbage or Lisa Garbage, and uh-huh. you can vote for our gold choices. My gold choice of James Corden and Lisa's or Lisa's gold choice of. Jimmy Fallon using the hashtags Lindsay gold or Lisa gold on our Instagram and Twitter accounts, or you can head on over to our Facebook page and check out the polls there.
1: Yeah, do that, because we like to hear what you guys think, and we like chatting with you about your choices, so get up in our feeds, tell us your feels. If you have favorite segments that you want to drop links for in the Facebook group or on Twitter or whatever, do that. That'd be great. I would love Mm -hmm. to watch some of those. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. We will share the poll results, our favorite listener comments, and maybe a video clip. We won't share a video clip. This is an audio medium. That was silly. (laughs) (laughs) On our next
1: episode. (laughs) If you haven't already done so, if you could head on over to iTunes or wherever it is you listen to us every week give us a rate review and subscribe we would really appreciate that and as i said at the top of the episode if you want more of us you can go to patreon.com slash garbage gold and then when you do all of that please tell your friends about us um yeah. we would love for to be
0: the podcast that you recommend to your people and so if you could even like i don't know tweet about it post about it on instagram like yeah. if you like us tell people because sure, we it. like That'd you and we tell yeah. people about you all the time we do and we then, do. You can join us next week when we deliberate the garbage and gold of summer camp. We know you can't go there, so we're going to talk about it.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of garbage for summer camp for me. So there's a lot of gold also, but there's just there's a lot because, you know, it's outside and there's a lot of people, which are not my favorite things. And I feel like
0: traumatic emotional experiences are also like rampant at summer camp. (laughs) And I
1: can't (laughs) wait to dig into yours. (laughs) I can't wait to expose you emotionally on the podcast next week. (laughs) That's right. Bring your your tissues. I'm going to make you cry. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.